is 10 minutes past the hour from the Faith Radio Network. And I'm Austin Hill. The threat of litigation. What is a proper biblical perspective on that? Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com is uh, in studio with us. And um, all right, so you gave us a setup on this. And I've got to believe that this is a topic that piques the interest of pastors and church leaders as well as business owners. Where do we go from here? Well, I think the first thing is to admit that we live in a litigious society and that if you're a business owner or a business leader, and for purposes of, of this morning, we're going to include nonprofits in this entire discussion under the word yes. business, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to, you can't put your head in the sand and say it's not going to happen to me. Uh, roughly 25% of small businesses are engaged in some kind of a litigation effort at one time or another. So that's one in four businesses that are happening. In addition, say that statistic again. That's really, that's really powerful. Yeah. One in four businesses, small businesses and small as a hundred employees or less, um, is, is engaged in a litigation effort of some type at any given time. Either defending themselves or going after somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're talking to lawyers about how to avoid one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Which, you know, which, which for a small business owner, what's the difference? Because you've got lawyer fees out the yin yang, anyways, mm-hmm. and so you're, you're you're putting out the money. Uh, it's the the cost to defend yourself can actually be uh, quite high sometimes. Yeah. Um, over the last twenty years, employee lawsuits have risen by four hundred percent, and forty two percent of those are against privately held small business uh, organizations with between fifteen and one hundred employees. So over the last twenty years, we've seen a spike. Uh, in, in in employee litigation uh, against small business, and uh, the average cost now for a, for a business owner to settle with an employee who is bringing a suit against them, the average cost to a small business is eighty eight thousand dollars. And as you know, for a small business, many of them eighty eight thousand dollars puts them out of business. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes they'll offer the employee increased salary and increased responsibilities just to avoid paying fifty, seventy, eighty, a hundred thousand uh, dollars in litigation costs. And that's assuming that the dispute is between an employer and an employee. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but there's other types of things. Let's say an employee is is driving to the bank. Uh, to make a deposit, or they're driving to the post office uh, to pick up mail, and they are involved in an accident. And now the person, uh, the, a third party in the accident, sues the company in order to get money. The average cost there is about forty three thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars. And and a lot of a lot of companies don't even think about having that type of liability insurance uh, for employees who are driving cars on essentially company time. Right. So there, there's there's all sorts of ways that that litigation can can come to the doorstep of a small business owner. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, Christian nonprofits are being, for the purpose of this discussion, they are lumped into the category of small business. Um, this has to have a stifling effect. This has got to, oh. uh, even with the highest level of ministry leaders and bigger small business leaders, if you will, this has got to um, weigh heavily on their their minds at night when they're trying to sleep. You know, it really becomes a game of what ifs. Well, if I if I press my if if I press my legitimate rights here in some kind of a litigation effort, what are they going to do? And what would be my counterpunch? And 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 you get into these what I what feels to me are rather unchristian discussions 
And yet at the same time, as a steward of that which God has given to me, which is a business, it's my responsibility to uh, and sometimes go after money or go after things or defend ourselves in, in such a way, defend our honor and that kind of thing. But it really becomes a game of what ifs. And the more you what if, the more the lawyers cost. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, lawyers, God bless you guys. If you're lawyers, a great lawyer can save you a ton of money. But at the same time, the lawyers can just uh, sap through your emergency fund rather quickly. Mm-hmm. For the Christian, it seems to me that the desire should be uh, dispute resolution, hopefully in an equitable sort of fashion uh, where uh, all parties are respected. Um, that is a very difficult uh, goal. Well, a very noble goal. It's a very difficult goal to achieve, I would say. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it really is. D- this dispute resolution is something that uh, is really in, in, in the Bible is called peacemakers. You know, peacemakers will be the sons of God, I think, is the is the beatitude there in Matthew five. And so those who make peace um, are are those who bring, in my estimation, a level of Christianity and a level of the presence of God into a situation, even if none of the parties have a personal relationship uh, with the Lord. Uh, it's it's ironic that, that you would bring that up. I didn't write this or choose this topic for this reason, but at the Platinum Group, I've been asked to head up a new practice on dispute resolution and uh, executive coaching. And so one of my core roles now moving forward at Platinum is to resolve disputes between warring parties and uh, to do so without having to go to court, without having to have litigation efforts involved. Let's talk more about that when we continue. Um, uh, This is a tough one. It's a sobering subject, but a very important one. And those of us who don't own businesses, who are not involved in the leadership or even the fundraising of a nonprofit ministry, we need to gain a healthy dose of understanding, I would say, understanding the plight and the struggle and, uh, quite frankly, the fear in some cases that organizational leaders of all sorts live with, the threats of litigation. More with Bill English, professor at University of Northwestern St. Paul, publisher of BibleandBusiness.com. We'll continue in just a moment. 16, past the hour from Faith Radio. I'm Austin Hill. It's 18 past the hour from the Faith Radio Network. I'm Austin Hill. Breakpoint on the way in moments. Bill English, publisher of BibleandBusiness.com, in uh, studio with us as we take on kind of a thorny issue. And uh, for those of us who are not business owners or leaders of ministry organizations, we might not even think about it, but it's the ever-present threat of being sued for something. Whether the uh, the lawsuit is uh, well-grounded or not, it's costly. Uh, you have some steps that you recommend people take to be prepared for such things. And one of them is, uh, in fact, I think the, the first bullet point, have a lawyer assess your employment practices and uh, the current standing of your organization. Tell us about that. You know, a legal audit can save you a truckload of money. Even though legal audits are going to go through and look at your employment practices, your HR practices, your contracting practices, and how you both uh, both with contractors and with customers and that kind of thing, and you might spend fifteen, twenty, twenty five thousand dollars with a lawyer to do a legal audit of your business. I promise you, it will save you tenfold in the long run. 
Uh, over half of the lawsuits that small businesses face are with employees. So the first place that they should assess are your employment practices. And I'm a big believer in having employment contracts. Uh, I know that that's a debate among business owners. For those of you who don't have them, I get it. But I would advise you to have employment contracts anyways. It's the best protection for your company. Uh, the second thing is make sure that you work with a good IP lawyer to protect your intellectual property. Hmm. Um, beyond uh, beyond what you do, you probably have processes that are patented. You might have some trademarks and other things like that. Having a good intellectual property lawyer uh, is going to save you uh, just a ton of money. And I want to interject something yeah, about sure. that. If you think that that intellectual property thing doesn't apply to ministry organizations, oh yeah, uh, woe unto you. I just want to cite as an example here, and I talked about this on uh, my Big World of Small Business talk program earlier this year. Raise your hand if you know the name Chuck Smith. Chuck Smith was a very high-profile pastor in Southern California. He started what we know today as the Calvary Chapel Church Movement. It, 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 he was he was the guy who founded it, and he has written numerous books. Uh, his sermons are still broadcast on radio today, even though he passed away a little over a year ago. And uh, guess what? He did not leave in his will and testament uh, some clear directions on intellectual property over who owns all these sermons and books and videos and DVDs, et cetera, et cetera. And there is a dispute raging right now. It's the saddest thing in the world. You've got his kids, descendants, saying, no, 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 that belongs to us. And you've got the Calvary Chapel Church saying, wait a minute, Pastor Chuck would have wanted us to have it. And the truth is that intellectual property, the sermons and the recordings, they're still worth money. People still buy his books, even though he's gone. And had uh, there been more forethought, a willingness to say, let's put it in writing and do a contract, as you're saying, Bill English, mm-hmm. a lot of pain and suffering could have been avoided, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I know of a ministry in out of Raleigh, North Carolina, who does uh, education and training internationally, and their <laughs> materials are unique, and they're trying very hard to protect their IP in India. Now, go, you know, have that conversation sometimes. So, wow. Um, thirdly, I would really recommend that if you do a lot of subcontracting, that you that you only subcontract with corporations, not with individuals. So, if there's a particular individual that you really want to subcontract with, ask them to become incorporated. Now, why do you do that? Because it's one more layer against the IRS coming in and saying, no, 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 that's not a contractor. That person is an employee, and you owe us all these back employment taxes plus penalties and interest for not having paid them on time. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another area where I would suggest that you um, that you protect yourself. And by the way, uh, one of the greatest litigants in our society now is the federal government against small business owners through the regulatory process. And so uh, small businesses need to be aware of how to protect themselves as, as much as they reasonably can uh, from the federal and the state governments. I believe that. One of the points that you make in your blog post at BibleAndBusiness.com, and by the way, I'll put this on the at Morning Austin Twitter account. It really is worth uh, your attention and a few minutes to read. Uh, you know, to again, speaking to business owners and uh, those who lead nonprofit ministry organizations, please explain this. Be less trusting of your yeah. employees, customers, and other organizations. Well, I wow. hate I hated to write that, but it is the truth. You simply can't just be a handshake guy in a contract world. You you've got to be a guy or or business owner or a gal who has a level of jadedness and mistrust in order to protect your business against uh, uh, potential exposure to liability. It's not a 
it's not a paranoid thing, but it is a thing that you need to be aware of. Um, I I hated to write that, but I think it's also the truth. All right. Bill English, again, a uh, professor here at University of Northwestern St. Paul. Uh, he's teaching a class right now through the School of Business. He is also the publisher of BibleandBusiness.com. And he's written this um, very thoughtful and exhaustive piece called The Threat of Litigation Should Not Be Ignored. I didn't even ask you this at the start of a discussion here. Sure. Does it get ignored um, all more, that often? Do you more believe? times than you would ever care to think. More times than you would ever care, and that's the worst thing you can do, is to ignore this problem. That, I, I think I hear some clinical psychology wisdom there. <laughs> it's the elephant in the living room. Stop stepping around it, right? It is. Do not ignore this. Yeah. All right. Listen, thanks uh, Thanks for your wisdom on this. I you really bet. appreciate uh, you speaking to these difficult issues. It's good to see you. And, good to see uh, you. And uh, thanks for the uh, the uh, fall preview on uh, Bill English Passions. At, uh, you know? Looking don't wear anything I wouldn't wear. I, okay. I wouldn't even think about it. Uh, it's 25 past the hour from the Faith Radio Network. Wednesday morning underway from the Faith Radio Network. I'm Austin Hill. Breakpoints on the way in moments.